I was just like, I can't drink enough. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Greetings. <laughs> Hello. Season, season's greetings. Not sort of, kind of, not quite. Yeah. Close enough. Whatever. Don't forget about Thanksgiving, everyone. Well, exactly. Season's greetings is encompassing of seasons, right? Yes, I think so. I think it's appropriate to say, but I just want to be clear. This is not a podcast that supports Christmas right now. Like, we don't skip Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of my all time favorite holidays and it should not be ignored. And I hate that it gets overlooked and it gets drowned by Christmas. And also, I also just realized that there are no blockbuster Thanksgiving movies. That oh, needs to change. That is wild. Yeah. Why? Like, you know, it's like Christmas movies, Halloween movies. There's movies for everything. There's not a Thanksgiving movie or movies. And I think as a society, we've come a long way and we're, we're <laughs> way past the point where there should be like, a plethora of Thanksgiving movies that I can enjoy during the month of November. You know, I agree because there's like a shit ton of Halloween movies, shit ton of Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. And that's all my December or all of my post Thanksgiving days will be is watching a new Christmas movie every day. Yeah. So, um, um I don't know how that just happened, but this is women can't parlay. <laughs> Welcome everyone. I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. Thank you for joining our podcast. Well, maybe once again, maybe this is your first time, whatever the reason, we appreciate you being here. And I so I'm sorry if you are, you know, a Christmas early person, but I just can't do it. Like mm-hmm. physically, I can't be that person. Me neither. Me neither. And I just detest it. I just like how I don't get it. How do you just skip a holiday? I don't know because Thanksgiving is like it's hard to say it's my number one holiday, but it is like one A one B, which I feel like I've said on this podcast before. Maybe we've already had this conversation. Sorry yeah. if we have. I'm sure we have <laughs> actually, but I just I think it's like one of the best holidays because it's like you get all the great things about Christmas, maybe minus the presents. But with that being said, you also don't have to deal with the presents. That's that was what that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, obviously getting presents is fun, but giving gifts is the is the better feeling, at least for me. I love giving. It's a better feeling unless you're like in a selfish situation where it's like a stress, more stressful. Right. But I just I love Thanksgiving because it's like all the fun stuff. But totally. not the stressful stuff. Agreed. Totally agree. Get the and don't food. get me wrong. I love Christmas. I'm just saying, don't skip Thanksgiving. Yeah, I love Christmas. Absolutely love it. But I just don't accept it into my life until after Thanksgiving. Yep. Agreed. So anyway, I don't know how that happened right off the bat, but that's pretty standard for this podcast. So whatever. Not yeah. surprised. Yeah. Don't come here for anything sports or gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, We can't parlay. Um, (laughs) Says it in the title. Jesus. Yeah. Like we warned you all. I think to get things started, we should just go ahead and remind everyone that we have this super cool website 
who are kind enough and gracious enough to sponsor this podcast of ours. So yeah. we want to talk about them a little bit and let you know that you're missing out if you're not checking out dimers.com. Dimers.com is a sports betting and culture website that provides daily betting insights and picks on all the pro and college leagues in the United States and the rest of the world. Powered by a data projection model that runs simulations on every single game 10,000 times. At Dimers, not only can you find the best bets to make, but you can find the best sportsbook odds for every game, as well as links to all the sign-up offers from the books who are literally fighting each other to get your business as a better. Also at Dimers are detailed guides on how to bet on sports and weekly feature articles focused on members of the community. Dimers.com should be your first stop if you're looking to turn your love of sports into a love of betting on sports. Yes, ma'am. And do it. I mean, I think I've said it multiple weeks now on this podcast, but there are multiple personalities on this platform, including us who give out picks. And most of those picks are winning picks, like well above 500. Like I've mentioned Prospector Sam before. He yeah. is just on a freaking roll, continues to win. And by win, I don't just mean like slightly above 500. I mean like, He's going eight and one, eight and oh, nine and two. Like they are large, large profit margins. So, I mean, I don't know what exactly, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, your interest may vary, but I think all of those similar interests you're going to find on this website is going to be very, very helpful. So love divers.com, check them out. And also just have to mention like Dimers, you know, being a sponsor of ours, they apparently are getting, they're getting what they paid for because <laughs> we have some news as a podcast. News, y'all. <laughs> Breaking news as a podcast. Thank you all very much for all of your support and your listens because we have officially, for the first time, charted on Apple Podcasts. Golf clap, golf clap for the Women Camp Parlay podcast. Guys, we have peaked at number 63 for all Apple podcasts in the sports category in the country of Lithuania. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> First of all, thank you, Lithuania. Thank you so much. Yes. We're, we're here for you as much as you are for us. Yes. Uh, shout out to everyone in Lithuania who is coming to us for their for their sports news and their gambling news we appreciate you we see you we love you keep supporting this podcast let us know what we can do for you yes we are here we are here for you like we said yeah i mean i don't care if it is the country of lithuania like we are Me neither. charting on apple Podcasts is a huge deal yeah especially uh in the sports category one of the most watered down categories there are in podcasting yeah like, even when I told Rainy, she's like, what does that mean? Like, uh, uh, like <laughs> she's like number 63 of how many I'm like any podcast there is that is in the sports category. So thank you very much. Yes, we'll take it. Yeah. First Lithuania, next the world. No, it's hilarious. It's, oh. I mean, it's exciting. Honestly, I think it's awesome. Yes. Small European countries. I really mean, if you don't think our... it's cool, then show me where you charted anywhere on a podcast <laughs> list. Okay. Correct. I never actually looked at some of the like stats and listeners and all that, but 
Um, but thank you. Thank you for everyone that has contributed to our charting. I appreciate it. And as we've said before, obviously we are past our one year anniversary. Thank you all who have been there for us through this, or maybe you're new. Thank you for joining. Still trying to get to our 10,000 listeners. So we're very close. Keep listening. Keep plugging along. Share, um, spread the word. And um, we should be getting there very soon. That'll be an exciting feat um, to hit, you know, 10,000 listens in just above a year. I think that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, keep plugging along. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. Um, But yeah, just to get into it, I mean, lots going on in the world of sports, kind of particularly interesting right now as we are like sort of getting you know, back to regular scheduled programming in terms of like sports and when they're on and and their schedules because COVID, you know, kind of knocked everyone off and uh, shifted everyone. So now we're kind of like getting fully back to the regular, regular time seasons as we use, as we know and love them from the past. So we kind of have a lot of things going on. Like, obviously, we're in the midst of football, both both professional and collegiate. Um, NCAA basketball is beginning this week. Yep. Um, NHL hockey kicked off recently. NBA kicked off recently. And as we've discussed on some prior you know, episodes, the World Series just was going on. It has now commenced as of last week. The Atlanta Braves ended up being victorious over the Houston Astros. Rainy, what do you have to say for your your town that you live in? I mean, as a like transplant fan, I don't know. I feel like the writing was on the wall, meaning like they fought their asses off. And I feel like the Strohs have come a long way, um, just obviously with the whole scandal and yeah. that whole situation. So. Um, I mean, I think it's impossible for anybody to say that they're not a good team or they only won because they cheated because that's just preposterous, but I don't know. I just feel like the Braves had it in them for whatever it was. Like I never, I don't know. I wanted the hope I was there. All of Houston wanted it, but I just like, I never really felt it. And I don't know. I just feel like there was something going on in Atlanta this year and they took it and that is what it is. But yeah, they, they, they got, they got good at a very opportune time. I mean, they were a great team. I'm not insinuating that they weren't great, Yeah, but they got hot at the right time. And that's really what it takes, particularly yeah. in baseball and most and other you even, sports yeah. too. You even um, said that like a week before the world series series started. And I think you're right. I mean, yeah, it could have Houston been a week later, very, a week sooner. Yeah. Houston is very, very good. And the, and the Red Sox were too. So it was like, you know, Houston got really hot when they needed to against the Red Sox and then couldn't quite do it with the, with the Braves. So it's just funny how, especially in baseball, like bats will, you know, be what like swift one day and dead the other. So it's just sometimes a lot of it is luck, but it's also a lot of skill and both teams certainly had it. I think the Astros like you know, they're a very hated team. And I can say from personal experience, like on Twitter, their fans are rabid. Like they are very, very um, like Astros. Twitter is a funny universe that I somehow pissed off one day by taking the White Sox early (laughs) in that series and didn't intend to do that. Um, 
but they definitely let me know how dumb I was. So, um, so it's just a funny universe that I got into accidentally and was like, Whoa, sorry guys. Like, I don't know if y'all know this. I'm not a big baseball person. So like, don't take what I say that seriously. I'm just betting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, the white Sox had a really great season. They were one of those teams that like you could take you could even alter the line if they were facing a lefty and they won me a lot of money this season. Yeah, I felt like that was going to continue into the postseason, and I thought they were going to do better than they did. And they didn't, I was wrong. So there. It. I also then took the Astros to win that series and they didn't. So like, fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I did think it was cool that like as hated as the, as they are from all of their like scandal drama, I thought it was cool for them to just like give a big F you to the rest of the world and then make the fucking world series like a couple years later. And last year was kind of a weird year because of COVID. So like, you know, not, I'm not one of those people that's like, it doesn't count, but it certainly shook everything up and made it very difficult. So yeah, you know, I agree for them to kind of bounce back from all of that and really show everyone like, no, we're actually good. I thought it was impressive. And yeah, I, I totally agree. And just, and I think I've said this before, but yeah. Okay. They were stupid enough to get caught. Every fucking team does that shit. Like, I don't care who you are. I have people that play in the league. They say the same shit. So I'm yeah. like, it's not me. Well, and I think in baseball, I particularly there's, That's a, what I mean. I'm there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that go on that have gone on for a very long time and they're trying to cut down on it. And unfortunately, there are certain players and teams who are going to be the guinea pigs of it. Like we're seeing it, especially with the sticky tax situation. Like you can go look at, you know, pitching records now from when the sticky tax became this major focal point. And some of these pitchers who were like, you know, fucking great Golden Glove Award winning pitchers, uh, all of a sudden all of their numbers drop drastically and you yeah. kind of have to go, well, we know why. Like, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. I think you're right on that. I'm not going to hold them to like a different standard. Cause I think there's a lot of teams who are guilty now. Maybe they took it a little bit further. I don't know, but does that make them smarter or cheaters? It's an opinion based thing that we're not going to get into. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think it would have been badass if they would have won, but they didn't, but they'll have more chances. Like they have a lot of players coming back still. They're a great fucking team. So we'll see. Agree. And, and congrats to the Atlanta Braves and all of the Braves fan base organizations. I mean, it's always great to kind of see an underdog win. I think they were certainly the underdog here. It was like their first world series win in like 22 years or something. I think it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, I didn't really have much of a dog in the fight, although being from Texas and being Rainey's like best friend and Houston, yeah. obviously I was kind of rooting for Houston, but it's great to see a team like Atlanta also win sure. and I'm not mad about it. So for sure. Congrats Same. to them. Yep. Okay. Well, other than that, I mean, and I guess to my whole point in the start of this conversation was just to kind of say, um, this may may go without saying, but like, obviously our main sports focus on this podcast is football. That's where our interest mostly lies. So for the time being, our focus will be football, both college and professional, all these other sports that are just now starting, you know, we're not going to completely ignore them. We're just likely not going to talk about them unless there's like a major headline that we can't ignore and we want to bring it up and we have time. 
until the Super Bowl is really over, we won't be really discussing many of the other sports, like I said, unless there is just a headline that we cannot ignore. Once the Super Bowl is over, we'll really, you know, bounce into NCAA because that's kind of tournament season. And then following the tournaments, you know, that's really NBA, NHL playoffs. I'm a big NHL person, go stars. Um, So like we will get into those. We just aren't going to talk about them on the pod until we're in the football off season for the most part. So just want to throw that out there. Football heavy with a sprinkle of other sports. Yes, exactly. So anyway, let's get into it. College football. I feel like just to get started, this was kind of like another week where I just like wasn't in love with the game slate. You know, and as exciting as this kind of season is and has been, there's just some, there's been a couple weekends where I just like am not that into it. One was recently. And then this last weekend, I was just kind of like, oh, there isn't anything just jumping off the page for me. Yeah. Uh, But we do have a lot of heavy hitting weeks to look forward to, especially I think that week at Thanksgiving has a lot of big games ahead. So I know, you know, last week we got to finally see the first rankings for the college football playoff. That was very interesting. And I do think they are released on Tuesdays. I'm not sure if they will be released at a specific time every single week. So we'll kind of have to watch that. I know that we are recording this episode a little bit earlier than usual on Tuesday, November 9th. So particularly today, the college football playoff rankings are not being released until eight o'clock Eastern time. I'm sorry, eight o'clock central time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So we will likely miss those on this podcast. If we catch them later, you know, maybe we'll talk about them, but I'm hopeful we're not still recording two hours from now, two plus hours from now. I hope Um, for y'all's sake that we're not. Yeah, exactly. That's totally, totally for y'all, not us. But I guess if we're still on, we can certainly talk through them, but we don't know what they are right at this very moment. So, you know, like I said, we're just going to get into it. And I think we will what we're going to do is kind of just talk through the teams in their ranking order and, you know, go from there and like kind of how we think based on what happened this past week, things will sort of play out. Um, But before we do get started, I do have, I feel like I've said that 14 times, by the way, (laughs) I just want to get out of the way. Like Texas officially sucks. Yeah. I honestly, if I, if I hadn't watched any of their games this year, if I was just looking at their schedule, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a classic meltdown by the Longhorns yet again. And this is why people are always like considering them overrated and they get so much flack um, because you are a top tier program with very high recruiting and high recruiting yeah. resources. And there's just no excuse for it. They lost to Iowa State 30 to 7. Yeah. It's upsetting because I felt like personally, they did look very promising early this season. Their game against Arkansas was rough and going into that huge OU game. I was very excited for that game. And although I thought they played very well, they fucked up and they lost it. Losing that 28 point lead was not great, but it was kind of like, well, it's Texas OU. And then I don't know. I don't know what happened, but ever since then they are been winless and garbage yeah garbage so it's just like this is why this is why they get that crap get that crap and it's well deserved and 
hopefully they can beat Kansas this week. But like, I guess I'm not going to hold my fucking breath. That's what I was going to say. I was like, here's a test. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just had to mention that because, you know, it's kind of more regional to us, I guess, but yeah, wild and very, very disappointing. So anyway, last week rankings, we start off with number one, obviously is Georgia. They are rock solid. I have no doubt that they are not moving. They will stay number one at this point. Although you could maybe argue their schedule has been weak, but it's like, I, I don't know how much longer we can say this. The reason everyone's schedule is weak is because there's no good teams. Yeah. Like there really is just this big inconsistency throughout the entire field that there's just no great teams with talent. And right now Georgia is the only one that is really the standout and they're in a different fucking stratosphere. So it's like Georgia up here, a big old space. And then we can talk about number two. So it's like, like I said, I think they're rock solid. They're not moving anywhere. And they're like in a completely different universe at this point. Yeah. I don't think they're going to move anywhere because their, their schedule upcoming is pretty easy breezy. I mean, they've got Tennessee, Charleston, Southern and Georgia tech. So, I mean, of those three, Tennessee is going to be their biggest problem and I would hardly call them a problem, but I mean, knock on wood for Georgia. You never know. Everybody can have a bad game. We've seen that happen with most everyone in the field, but at this point, I think Georgia will certainly be number one, making the, making the playoff. Like you can almost guarantee that number two, Alabama, they won this week, but it was ugly to LSU probably won't move just because they are Alabama. They have their one loss still to A&M. But I got to say A&M is also like, they're very beatable. And like I kind of said, I think they'll stay at number two because of who they are, but I don't know that they necessarily deserve to be number two because of how they're playing to be completely. Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just don't find them that impressive. Like they're Alabama. So it's obviously Nick Saban. It's obviously, you know, years and years of proven, you know, wins and adversity and all that. So I, again, I think that goes for something and I'm sure that's why they're going to continue to be number two. And maybe that's not wrong, but I just think that other teams should take note that like, they're not that impressive this year and they are very much beatable. So, I mean, although they are number two and are probably going to stay number two, I don't know that they are number two. Like I don't, I I think that there are other teams that can definitely beat them. They are very beatable this year. And again, like I said, like the problem with that. And as we go through the rest of these is like, there's also a lot of other not impressive teams that lack consistency. We lack good teams altogether. And most all the teams that are probably good on like in terms of like actual playing all have a loss. Yeah. So it gets really complicated. Yeah. Especially like as we move on to number three, which was Michigan state, they lost. So I'm certain they will fall. I kind of said it last week, like a very similar statement that I just said about Alabama they were ranked number three. I was pretty sure they did. were not going to stay number three because I don't think they're the number three team in, in the country. Impressive. Yes, they've beat Michigan and all that, but now they've yeah. fallen. That's not going to help them. They will fall in the rankings. I'm positive. Yeah. Number four, Oregon. 
They won. Um, the issue here is that they're in the Pac-12 and don't play much difficulty either. Could see them moving up to number three, though, because they do have the win over Ohio State, who is number five, who's next. So I do think, like I said, although Oregon, yeah. they may not play like hard teams, but they did beat Ohio State, and they're yeah. going to keep that into consideration. Yeah. The next team, like I said, Ohio State, they won this week, but it was also ugly and they played Nebraska. So although I do personally feel like Ohio State is a very strong team, their defense is weak, but it's 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 okay. I think they'll move up, but I do think they'll stay under Oregon since Oregon has the win over them from earlier this season. Like I said, you know, Ohio State's one of those teams that I think, and I've said on the podcast, they kind of lost early and then got their shit together. So they've kind of, their stock has been rising and I think that they are going to be a big contender for the playoff, but last week against Nebraska was concerning. Yeah. And then moving on number six was Cincinnati also got the win still undefeated, but it was also very ugly and they played fucking Tulsa. But I was going to say it was the, our boys, (laughs) golden hurricanes, golden hurricanes, not sure if they will fall, but they might. Just because Cincinnati is one of those teams, they're in the AAC. So the committee just rarely gives these kind of teams credit. But because of the way the season has gone, they kind of had to. So like them being number six last week, a lot of people were pissed about it. A lot of people felt like they should be higher. And I'm not disagreeing with them because to be honest, if their same exact record and their same exact schedule was on a team like Clemson or on a team like Notre Dame, even they probably would have been number three. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a valid argument, but because they're Cincinnati, they just never quite get that credit. same credit. If they're not in the power five, I don't know that they'll fall, but they might, like I said, just because it's already hard enough for them to gain that like respect. And then right. they go and almost lose to a team like Tulsa. And not only are they still undefeated, they have a win over Notre Dame, which is kind of another big card that they're holding. Um, Number seven is Michigan. They got the win. They beat Indiana as they should have. They're kind of one of those teams that's like, I think a lot of teams will move up because I do think Michigan State will fall. But with Michigan, it's hard because they lost to Michigan State. So. I'm not quite sure where they'll land, but I kind of think they'll stay and hang around the area that they are hanging. So, yeah, I just, one thing I know I'll never be a part of, but it's something I would really like to be a part of once in my life. One of these fucking meetings where they're (laughs) ranking college football. Right. I know it's like this weird thing where it's like, you know who the people are, but you like have no clue how they go about even making this. So that's why I'm like, yeah. That's kind of how I wanted to go into this podcast is like, I want to go through it and just like figure out like where I think it's going to land and then see yeah. how far off I am when the yeah. rankings actually come out tonight. Yeah. Um, just because I'm like, I mean, these are the things that I'm taking into consideration right. and it is hard. Like I will say like these playoff committees get a lot of shit and a lot of times there are things that happen that I think are very warranted. But then it's also like, but at the end of the day, they're also, it's not easy. Like it's hard because like, yes, an undefeated team like Cincinnati deserves respect. But then you think about them playing, you know, an elite Alabama or an elite Georgia. Is that really a fun playoff for anybody? 
No, I don't think so. So it's like, it is a very difficult thing to navigate and to work through. So it's like, I'm not necessarily jealous, but I would love to know more about it. And I would like it to become a little more strategic. And I think for all of these reasons, and this comes up every year around this time. And I think, you know, is going to be decided soon. These are just all the reasons why we should probably have the whole 12 team playoff. Yeah. And I don't know if you can do it, but it's like, I would almost like it to be a bracket style 12 team playoff. Like, yeah. Let's I mean, try something like let's try yeah. something is all yeah. I'm saying. Like, and let's people, just try and reinvent the wheel. And people say like, yeah, but I like the bowl games. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to get rid of the bowl game. No. Like each of those games can be a bowl type game. And then yeah. you can still have the other bowl games. Like, because in those bowl games, you've got really great teams playing really shitty teams. Yeah. And then the games don't end up being good. I want to see good matchups. I want to see good football. I don't want to yeah. see like a team gets slaughtered 49 to zero. Like I just don't No. So I don't know, but we'll obviously probably talk more about that as the season goes on. Cause I think those are the the kind of decisions that will be coming out like sooner than later. I don't know, years, months, who knows, but it's certainly in the discussion and they've talked about like six teams, 12 teams, eight teams, I think are the, you know, how they're going to expand it. I'm almost fine with them going to 12 and then maybe doing some sort of like bracket of some like one through 12 are the rankings. That's how they're tiered in the bracket and they play each other. And then there's a national champion. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Something though. It's definitely not easy though, because there's, you can't deny that there is very, very big recruiting talent at these bigger schools and the other schools, no matter how many teams and how many times they go undefeated, they're not playing the same caliber of team. No. So it has to be taken into consideration, but I do think that Cincinnati got screwed last week. I think they should have been above six, but you also had, which is our next team. Oklahoma was at eight, which although I was kind of like very vocal about the fact that I don't think that they're that good. (laughs) I think that, you know, part of that might be just by OU bias, but I also, again, like I'm saying this week, like looking at it, it's like every single one of these teams who also have a loss are in the same boat. Like they might be good, but they're playing shitty. So it's like Oklahoma isn't any better or worse than these other teams, but they're undefeated. So I know, which is, Yeah. No, No. I just, the whole OU thing too, I agree with you in the whole bias situation, but also I just feel like this year over, especially the last few years, like there are cracks, like there are cracks in their team. There are cracks in their coaching. There are cracks like overall. And I don't, I don't know that I've seen those in the last few years. So like to see it this year, I'm like, yeah, somehow they're still undefeated. I don't know how they're doing it except for maybe they just have the raw talent or luck or whatever. But it has not been a seam, like a seamless season so far. No, and I agree with everything you just said. The only problem is you can say that exact same statement for every single team on this list, with the exception of Georgia. And even Georgia is like, you can make the argument that they have played very little tests. And I will admit that. But at this point in time, you have to put them at number one and they're well above everybody else. Like, so it's, it's a very difficult season. And when I say those things, and when I think about it in that perspective, OU, they shouldn't be ranked eighth. Like they really should move up. And I do think, especially after what we saw happen this past week, 
they are the team that I'm predicting will rise. And I think they should go up very high because they are in the big 12. They are a top tier program and they don't have a loss. They are undefeated. Now, as ugly as some of those wins were, does it really matter? I mean, so until they, you know, you know, until they lose, like I'm predicting, like, I think that they should be probably like, I mean, they're definitely not going to put them above Alabama. I don't think, but I kind of feel like they should be third. Yeah. Honestly. So I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. I'll kind of go back through these and say the order that I think they'll be in once they come out tonight. But I think Oklahoma is one that's going to go, that should move up way higher than they are. And it just makes their eight seed from last week that much more surprising when I think about it in retrospect. Yeah. Wake Forest is another example of like a Cincinnati type school where they were ninth. A lot of people were kind of mad about them being ninth because they were undefeated, but now they go and they lose to UNC, which sidebar, probably the most interesting slash dumbest thing to come out of this game is the fact that apparently this game was set up as a non-conference game. So UNC won. Both of these teams are in the ACC and Wake Forest is still undefeated in the ACC because for whatever reason, the way this game was set up was set up as a non-conference game. How? I have no fucking clue. Like, I don't even know how that happens. College football is so confusing. Yeah. So, but their overall record Wake Forest now has the loss. So I'm assuming they will drop and they will drop out of the top 10. Yeah. Um, you know, people were kind of upset about where they were ranked last week. I kind of felt like it was fair. And, you know, especially now it's like, yeah. you know, sorry, you lost. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Number 10, Notre Dame. This is another interesting team. Uh, one handily against Navy this week. I think they will move up. And I think the only thing, like I said earlier, that's hurting them is their loss. to Their one loss is to Cincinnati, who's also in the top 10. And then I know I said I was going to go through the top 10, but I have to mention number 11, who is Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that they are like this crouching tiger hidden dragon of this whole set of teams. Yeah. Now I know that they have a loss and it was to Iowa state in a very close game. However, most of these teams do have a loss. And if Oklahoma state can especially beat Oklahoma at Bedlam, I think that they have a big potential that people aren't necessarily taking into account right now. They are an excellent team. I'm very excited to see them play Oklahoma. That's I think Thanksgiving week. And then again, like I, you know, Oklahoma's obviously undefeated now, but they may or not be undefeated when they play Oklahoma state. So if Oklahoma gets a loss and then Oklahoma state beats them, I mean, Oklahoma state could go very high up in these rankings. Yeah. So just since you mentioned Bedlam, uh, the longest win streak of that game or whatever is Oklahoma with 19 wins, but the current win streak is, is also Oklahoma with six from 2015 to present. I was going to say, I feel like Oklahoma has won the past several. I didn't know the number, but I know that there have been some really, really good games, but last year, Oklahoma state had a lot of injuries and lost a lot of people. And I think the game was like really bad. It was 41 to 13. Yeah. 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 But Oklahoma state was really good last year. And then they had a bunch of injuries. Yeah, no. So interesting. This will be, I mean, obviously it's already a super anticipated game, but like, I didn't realize also that there were 
like since 2015, Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. So Oklahoma State's kind of due for a win in that regard, maybe. Do it. I, I don't know. They're just kind of that team that I feel like them and Notre Dame both, I feel like are in an interesting position where they're like flying a little low. And if they continue on this path, they could maybe surprise people. I think I'm not saying they're going to be in the top four. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that they could be our biggest shockers of the season as we kind of continue through the rest of the regular season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that puts my, I guess, predictions. I don't know. I didn't really want it to be this like, (laughs) whatever, but I'll just go back through and say, I think we're going to see in my personal opinion, this will probably be completely wrong. I think (laughs) after tonight, we'll see it in the order of Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio state, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Michigan state, Michigan, Oklahoma state. That's what I'm predicting. All right. I like it. And then I also have to mention my non-ranked UTSA Roadrunners. Yeah. I'm furious that they were not ranked. Now, obviously they're they're ranked on the AP poll, but they are not ranked on the college football playoff. Now I'm not saying they should be in playoff contention. I'm not even saying they should be in the top 10. <laughs> they do deserve some recognition. They are undefeated. They've been killing their opponents, some of who have been like in the big 10 power five teams. Also just for gambling purposes, every week I take them against the spread and the over. And I mean, I have just banked with them all fucking season long. I think they're eight and one against the spread. I don't know what their record is on the over, but I'm assuming it's something similar to that. Like I know, I know their rice game technically went under, but it was like very close if I remember correctly. So obviously me saying that on this podcast, I'll probably fuck that streak up now. Like, you know, knock on wood, but I I've said it from the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to be a good team. They returned all of their starters, but one, their quarterback is fucking awesome. I mean, they're just, they're a very well-rounded team and they're coming for blood. Like they have something to prove this season. And I love watching them and following along with them this season. Yeah. Well, just so you know, that pesky rice game that you didn't hit the over on or whatever you said, because Rice literally scored zero points. Right. Well, exactly. UTSA scored 45. That's what I mean. But I think the over was like 51 or something. So like it technically went under and yes, it was because Rice scored nothing. Yeah. But even because it wasn't that, it wasn't that far from being over. Yeah. It could like one more score would have put it over. I think. Yeah. Your roadrunners did the damn thing. Try yeah. their best. There's only so much they can do. <laughs> yeah, which is funny to call them like r- my roadrunners. They're obviously not my roadrunners. I do know people that I went know. to school there, but I went to UNT and they're like in the same conference. They're like yeah. rivals with UNT. So yeah, I think they play the last game of the season, right? Maybe probably wouldn't doubt it either way. So yeah, that's kind of all I have for college. Yeah, cool. I don't know if you have anything to add. Nope, I don't, got but I kind of think maybe that'll be how we go through college over the next yeah. few weeks is just kind of looking at the, the rankings, how we feel about them, any big headlines from the week. You know, I don't think there was anything that really stood out in terms of like, oh, we need to talk about this specific play or this specific yeah. game. There's obviously some great games. I mean, I think some of the more notable ones we definitely went talked about, you know, UNC Wake Forest was big. I was pissed because like, when I do go to bet and I review games, I don't really look at the spreads or the totals. I just look at the matchups first and like what I kind of think will happen Mm. based on the teams and based on like, you know, 
defensive and offensive standings and like how they do and the yards they gain and all that kind of fun stuff, just analytical. And then I'll go, then once I kind of make my decisions, I'll go look at the totals and the spreads and like filter in from there. So on this game, I was like, oh, this is like my lock of the week is like, I'm definitely taking the UNC Wake Forest over. And then I go to look at the total and the total is like 74 or something crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm not that confident in that high of a number already, you know? Yeah. And then they told, and then they end up hitting that like early in the third quarter. I was like, God damn it. I'm so pissed. I didn't take that. And then like Michigan state, Purdue, we talked about Tulsa Cincinnati. So yeah, I don't, I just don't think there's anything else that happened this week. I'm sure I'm missing shit. Sorry. No, it's, it's our agenda. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, at this point, nobody cares about much except the rankings. I mean, yeah, to be fair. And then just in terms of like my picks, I have to say before we start the NFL, because it's relative to both. I hate how gambling works because, you know, I had a, I had a baby shower this weekend and a wedding and I was kind of busy. So like, in both college and NFL, I posted my picks for like the early slate with all intentions of going back and posting like my games later for the ones. later slate, which I don't normally do, but like, I just thought I'd break it up a little bit instead of posting them all at one time in the morning or, you know, before the games get started. And like, I did so good this weekend. I think my picks went like maybe like 11 and one. All right. Damn. But I only posted like half of those yeah so like in college the i only posted two the morning of and they went one and one so my one loss of course got posted and then the rest of the night i went like four and oh and then in and then in nfl i posted three in the morning for the noon games they all went three they went three and oh and then i had three more plays for the three o'clock games that i did not post that went undefeated as well of course so i did really well unfortunately i didn't post them so they won't really count towards our gambling record which i need to update that by the way that is so outdated on our twitter sorry <laughs> apologies i know coming here with all the excuses but but yeah so somehow with the oddity of the weekend that it was for college it was even larger of an oddity in the nfl and i don't know how of all weekends, I went like really good on gambling, but I just followed my instincts and went with the dogs and they were, they were howling. (laughs) So with that being said, we'll move on into the NFL, which I don't really have a stat for it, but I mean, I think something like out of nine favorites, and I think by favorites, I mean like large favorites, like over six and a half point favorites. Yeah. Only two of them covered. Yeah something nuts like it was wild it was very wild like almost every single dog hit and the games were very ugly and very crazy and i just don't even know what's fucking going on in the nfl i don't know how you're supposed to like how you're supposed to make sense of any of it but i guess we'll just try i mean i'm hoping it's a fluke for obvious reasons like it was just like a weird I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's fed into the week because today was a very weird day for me personally. So I'm like, is this still a little bit of Sunday? And <laughs> like, yeah, what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, super weird. Yeah. Crazy shit. I agree. And I mean, I'll be honest, I really don't even know where to start, but I feel like one of the biggest headlines, which kind of came out when we wrapped up recording last week was Aaron Rodgers and the COVID drama, right? Oh my God. 
Yeah. It's always something. There's always yeah. something. He is Mr. Dramatic of the he knows, NFL. He knows how to stay relevant. We'll say that. I guess so. Um, so I guess just to kick it off, like we'll kind of talk about this a little bit. I don't really want to get into like me neither the COVID shit. I don't want to get into political shit, but Aaron Rodgers test positive for COVID. With that, it kind of comes out that he is unvaccinated. Although in a prior interview, he had said to reporters who directly asked him, he used the term I'm immunized. Yeah. So I guess from his perspective, he has apparently spoken with doctors, spoken with specialists in his specific case. He also did say Joe Rogan was a big part of who he reached out to, um, which I mean, sidebar, I love Pat McAfee and he yeah. has been doing weekly segments on the Pat McAfee show. So I was really curious to see if he would actually come on and talk about it and that he did. And Pat McAfee being like one of the most authentic people in, in the sports, like reporting Bro. world, just he could not even hold back laughter when he said that. And it was yeah. very funny. And then like second to that, they did a follow-up today and it was kind of the same thing where like Pat McAfee straight up was like, so you reached out to doctors, clearly Dr. Joe Rogan was one of them. Like what other doctors are you reaching yeah. out to? So like, it was just, you know, and Pat McAfee's not judging him. He's just making yeah. light of the situation in that, you know, he's allowed to do what he wants and like, you well, know, that, make decisions based on his personal feelings, whatever they may be. Well, I think that's where to me more of the drama comes from, right? Because I don't give a shit either, right? I won't yeah. get into anything political or whatever involving this because I don't understand. I don't know how it gets political with. to begin with. So me like neither. whatever, but, move past that. But yeah, same. But what I think that the where the drama starts, at least for me, where I'm like just question marks around my face is like, why try and deliberately mislead anybody from the question, like, you knew exactly yeah. what you were being asked. And like, to me, that's just a typical Aaron Rodgers response. Like, yes, I'm immunized, meaning, you know, exactly what they're asking. You're purposefully saying it this way to mislead them. I don't think for one second that he didn't know exactly what they were asking and he right. knew what answer they wanted. And he gave something that if this happened, he would be able to do stuff like this and fight it off and get away with whatever. And like, who gives a shit? There's a lot of people in the NFL that aren't vaccinated. You don't have, there's not a mandate. You don't have to be vaccinated. Right. You just have to abide by different rules. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just don't understand the purpose. I don't understand the purpose of answering it that way. And then. Well, maybe it was to avoid what's happening now. Right. Is like. How would that avoid that though? Because if he comes out and says, I'm not vaccinated, he then becomes this like spokesperson well, for unvaccinated people and he doesn't want that and he doesn't want the drama like i kind of like i think he very much wants the drama well this that's is Aaron's drama right in my mouth obviously he has been the focal point of a lot of drama this season not i'm just trying season. to play devil's advocate and say i can see exactly why someone who is unvaccinated in the nfl doesn't want to come out and say I'm unvaccinated in the NFL. Look at Cole Beasley right now. Like, well, although but here's the he's difference though. It to a very different way. Like he's, well, that's know. the thing. He chose to be a spokesperson for unvaccinated people. There are a ton of unvaccinated athletes in the NFL right now. Do we even know all of them? No, because they aren't spokespeople for it. Cause they don't want to be right. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he doesn't well, right. want so to he could have Right. So he could have said, I'm not vaccinated. No, I'm not vaccinated. And then left it at that. And if they ask him questions, but that was not what would have happened. The well, I know because he's Aaron Rodgers. Over him. 
Well, because he's Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Right. But he so knows all that I'm by saying this is, All I'm saying is in his defense, I can kind of see why he didn't want people to know why he's unvaccinated, why he did not choose to get vaccinated because it would have spun into this media frenzy and he doesn't want that negative limelight. Like, I mean, I can see. I disagree with that. Yeah, well, that's fine. I don't think, can, I don't think he gives a shit. Like, well, we I really just, do, I don't def- think the man disagree. gives a shit. I don't know the reason none of us do, but I'm just yeah. saying to defend him a little bit, I can see why for all all sorts of purposes even like his relationships with his sponsors why he doesn't want to come out and be like i'm not vaccinated there's a lot of people who will jump on him for not being vaccinated which is what we're seeing now right yeah but i guess that's my question is because i get what you're saying 100 percent, and i will never defend aaron Rodgers by any means but i do understand what you're saying but my issue with it is it's very evident just him being aaron Rodgers that what, well, I guess I'll start with this. I think it's fucking stupid that anybody should be asked if they're vaccinated or not. It's not our business if he's vaccinated or not. It's the NFL's and it's right. the Green Bay Packers. It's Agreed. nobody else's GD business. Agree so with that. That defense I will have for him because I don't think he should be asked because it doesn't fucking matter for us to know. It has right. nothing to do with us. So it's, that it's, I will It's defend. a HIPAA violation at that route. Like you shouldn't ask yeah, anyone exactly. about any of their medical history or whatever. It's, it's not- None of your business. Yeah. yeah. It's not your business. So a hundred percent, there's my one reason for backing up. I just have, there is no way on planet earth, Aaron Rodgers wasn't like, he knew when the season started that no matter what he said, when was going to blow up into something. It didn't matter if he was vaccinated or if he wasn't vaccinated, he was going to become a spokesperson for either one of them. So for him to just postpone it was the choice. (laughs) Cheers. But like, He's just obviously very confident in his, what he's done so far that he just wasn't going to get COVID at all. Therefore he wouldn't have had to deal with this. And that to me, right. I agree with you there. I agree. I think he thought he would just fly by this season, not getting COVID and not having to worry about it. Therefore never, it never being uncovered that he wasn't vaxxed. Obviously that didn't happen, but that's why I think too, like that was his whole plan. And that's why he said immunized versus unvaccinated, but whatever it is, what it is, he got COVID due to due yeah. to him not being vaccinated. He has to adhere to enhanced protocols. safety protocols. And which now means he obviously had to miss the last game. He will likely miss this week's game too against Seattle. Do you think? That's that what, what they're reporting. That's what they're reporting is that he could potentially play, but it is unlikely is what I read today. Well, now, I could stand corrected, but that is what I read today. Yeah, it was definitely a possibility to begin with. But again, first and foremost, like these are our opinions, obviously, guys. Yeah. But I will say this out loud. Zero percent do I think he should have ever been asked that, nor do I think any person, more or less a famous athlete or whoever should be asked what their vaccination status is. I think that's silly. Right. Well, and I will also add on to it with like kind of what I was saying, you know, I'm sure with it being Aaron Rodgers, he has a lot of other things outside of just the NFL that could be problematic for him advertising a certain way and state farm being one of his like major sponsors, they actually came out with a statement now post this drama. And I actually personally really cared for their statement. I love the way that they were like, 
Look, we're not going to just drop him because there's a portion of this country that feels a certain way. We respect his decisions for his personal medical, whatever. And although maybe we don't agree with everything, that's not the point. Like, you know, they're not dropping him as a sponsor. And I'm obviously paraphrasing everything. Please go read the statement yourself, have your own opinion. But I just really liked that. Finally, we're seeing an advertiser or a large corporation yeah. in this country Thanks, who at the, <laughs> at the first sight of, of adversity doesn't just drop somebody and cancel yeah. somebody because 16 internet trolls sent them an email and was like, yeah. I'm going to drop my state farm insurance. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of that behavior. And yes, there are times when there are action items that happen that need to have repercussion, but yeah. there are other times when cancel culture or whatever you want to call it has gone way too far and yeah. all of these large corporations just fold. And I feel like, and I saw this like tweet the other day that was like so perfect. It was like the biggest scheme going right now is that the cancel culture majority has people convinced that they make up 95% of the world when they really only make up 5% of the world, or maybe I shouldn't even say world. I should maybe say the USA, Yeah, but I really respect State Farm for their yeah. statement and I love and I hope that starts to become a norm. I will agree, right? Because it should be. Like I don't Yeah. Anyway, we won't get into the funnel of Yeah, I didn't really we're on the same to get like no, 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 no. into it, but No, I just feel like what you said was perfect. I don't need to add on to it because those are exactly my thoughts. I just like I don't know if it's for me more of like I'm a very much a psychopathic rule follower. So from what I read, and I don't know 100% either, there are certain things that he shouldn't have been able to participate in slash gotten paid for because of this vaccination status or whatever, which I think is bullshit, but it's a rule, so it's here. Right, right. And if other people abide, are abiding by it, why does he get to ignore it and do whatever he wants to do? Exactly. And that, to me, is what frustrates me about Aaron Rodgers and this whole situation. Right. Yeah, now, if it's not the... Yeah, like, I'll... I feel like I need to make sure because I maybe haven't done all of my research, but I will also say in terms of what you're speaking to is that if he lied or misled people who need to know that information and he did, and because of that, he got away with certain activities that he wasn't supposed to, and he didn't, you know, let's say follow the rules. I'm not necessarily on board with that either. But I don't really know what went down and I don't need to know what went down on that front. Maybe I just haven't like read into all of it because yeah. it's just so it's much. A lot. That I'm, it's like yeah. I'm just eye rolling through most of it. But I, I, I roll through all of it because yeah. here we are like a self-proclaimed sports women's sports betting podcast slash Dallas Cowboy podcast in 90% of the fucking time we talk about Aaron G.D. Rogers. Who I don't even like. <laughs> I know. I, I hate, hate myself. My backers. I hate myself. <laughs> Damn it. I know. He's like, why he comes up every single fucking podcast every week. And yeah. And I think too, like this whole thing goes back to like some of our earlier conversations earlier in the year about how do you deal with this as a coach, you know, and this is a great example, right? Because you may have an opinion and that's fine, but the NFL is who you work for and they have regulations. This is their protocol. So now as a coach, your quarterback is out and now he's out for an extended period of time because he will chose to not be vaccinated. Your backup quarterback now obviously shows you he fucking sucks 
So <laughs> this being to me, this was where I had a very big, like, I felt like this was to me, the primal focus was like, how do you handle it as a coach? Because I don't care what your belief is. Yeah. You can't sit here and say without fact that somebody like Aaron Rodgers choosing to not be vaccinated impacts your ability to win. And that was all I was saying. So here's a great example of that. Now, I think in terms of like the Packers, they're in a shit division. So they should be fine in terms of like being able to win their division, make their playoffs. So maybe no foul, no harm. But what if they had been playing the bears and the lions or the Vikings, you know, like that could get very testy. Yeah. And then it's like, does that, you know, screw up your playoff chances then? And then now we have seen what the Packers look like without Aaron Rodgers, And it's not pretty. They have a, they have a good defense, but like their offense is trash without Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of what I've said this whole time. I don't know that the Packers are good, I think Aaron Rodgers is good. And without well, Aaron it's Rodgers, definitely the glue that holds them together. Well, because yeah. they definitely have standout players that are really good and yes. they come together with Aaron Rodgers. Correct. But without him, they are just individual decent players that don't win games. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, to add on to it, I feel like unfortunately, this may have only like Aaron Rodgers stock oh. maybe only rose from this because now Absolutely. you can see how badly you need him. But don't you know, that is the essence of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Period. Oh yeah. Somebody bottle that up. I'll fucking buy it. <laughs> Spray it on myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more there is to say about this whole thing, nothing. but hopefully nothing. But I mean, yeah. So they played the Chiefs. The Chiefs got the win, but it's just like, Barely. again, this was like such an ugly game, particularly for the Packers offense, but it was also ugly for the Chiefs. Yeah, they got the win, digging. but it's nothing yeah. I would feel great about if I'm the Chiefs. I'm here to say, I don't think the Chiefs feel, mu- feel good about much of anything these days. I don't know how they can. I mean, yeah. I just don't know how they can. So I don't know. I think we can move on from that. Yeah, let's uh, do that. The next thing I had on the on the list was the other, another shocker out of this weekend, which was Bill's Jags. Ew, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to start. The, Josh Allen, perhaps? Squared. Yeah, the, the Josh Allen hilarity is a great maybe so mood good. shifter because that was so fucking funny. Yeah, it was um, so good. Obviously, Josh Allen on the Bills is, you know, quarterback. And then we have a Josh <laughs> Allen on the defense for the Jags. So we had a Josh Allen tackling Josh Allen. We had a Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen. We had a Josh Allen recovering fumble from Josh Allen. And one more. Josh. Well, we sacked him, but you said tackled. So I feel like that's the same thing. Oh, okay. Sacked, I guess. Yeah. Well, but yeah, so it was just a funny, funny yeah. story to come out of that game. But the unfunny part of that game is the Bills losing to the Jacks. Nine to six. Yeah. The most Nine boring game on the planet. Couldn't even get a touchdown. Yeah. Very shocking. What the fuck happened here? I don't know. I will also note this is the first win for the Jags in the United States this season. (laughs) (laughs) Their second win overall. But interesting take. You know, after this loss, it kind of had me thinking, running back through the Bills schedule. And I do think after looking at it um, now, retrospectively, the Bills have a potential to be fraudulent. If you look through their wins, they are not that impressive. And as much as it kills me to say this, (laughs) they've got the Patriots on their tail. 
Oh, and those yeah, two do. still have not played each other this season. So they yeah. still have two games that they have to play each other. And both of those are in, are in December. Oh, so I don't know. I really was surprised kind of going back and looking at their schedule is very eye-opening, you know, and I'm putting myself in this place. Like For this sure. is me having a personal realization that like <laughs> all this time I've been being like, the bills are good. The bills are good. The bills are good. I'm going back and I'm looking I don't know that they're that good now. Yeah. I think they have potential. Josh Allen, we know is pretty great. I think I'm not saying they're like dead and out of it, but I think we need to be careful because I'm looking through and week one, they lost to the Steelers, which a lot of people chalk that up to week one, but maybe we shouldn't have been so quick to write them back up after that loss. They've beaten the dolphins, Washington football team, the Texans, the chiefs, they lost to the Titans. They beat the Dolphins again and then now have lost to the Jaguars. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, yeah. I don't know how I ever concluded that they are just this elite team. Now, yeah. and granted, we see them put things together on the field that are impressive. Don't right. get me wrong. But to put them in the elite status that I feel like I was putting them in and I think a lot of put it, people are putting them in. Yeah. I probably need to step back from that and look at the bigger picture and be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. With you. I really need them to beat the Patriots because I don't care what the bills do. I do not want the Patriots to be winning again. I know, but I think there, there's the sneaky one, right? Like, I think we've mentioned this maybe last week, but like the Patriots are sneaky right now. They are. They absolutely are. And I've said that and I know that, but I just kept thinking in the back of my head, yeah, they're good, but they're never going to beat the bills. And now I'm like, fuck, they might beat the bills. And that's a problem. Yeah. And this whole thing too is like <laughs> the whole, you know, I have to say it, the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Thing. I know, I know. But I know. it's what's interesting is is like Tom Brady's a talent. That's obvious. That's always been the thing. But obviously, Bill isn't just like chop liver, like he's also talent, but yes. he's the he's the coach, he's the building talent. So, like, of course, it's gonna it's be a smart. lot maybe not easier, but smarter, quicker for Tom Brady to go to a different team with 15 different fucking targets and be able to win a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that's still impressive. I'm not trying to take away from it, but be able to go do that a lot quicker than it's going to take Bill Belichick to rebuild an entire fucking team and start winning and be making plays like he did in the off season or drafting or what he's doing now, even. So it's like, it is kind of crazy. And you know, I hate to even admit that because I I am not a Bill fan. But let me be clear, Bill Belichick fan. Um, <laughs> Good call. But it is interesting. Yeah, but it is interesting. And I don't want I absolutely want the opposite of winning for the Patriots. But look the fuck out. I know. And I've said that, too, in the whole Brady Bill thing. I'm with you. But and, and I think that was my my main point was like, yes, I think Tom Brady will go on to do good things, but we've got to give bill belichick time because it's not an easy it's not as easy to just like turn around and make tom brady happen again but look how fast he potentially could be already doing that that's scary it's it's terrifying and maybe we're getting a two head of ourselves but i hope so saying i hope so they're around the corner and people i think aren't thinking in terms of the fact that like they might surprise everyone and the bills might not be as good as we're all thinking that they are yeah so Let's look out. But one of the teams that the Bills did lose to that I mentioned is the Titans. And I think that we need to talk about them 
they are not dead even without Derrick Henry. Like, mm, I know. Whoa. Which, know. given the way the weekend went, I was sitting there ready to watch the Sunday night game. I hadn't placed a bet on the Sunday night game. They were not one of my other six and oh wins. Yeah. And every single commentator picked the Rams. And it was just like, I had this moment where I was like, God damn it. With all this, you know, winning yep. that I've done, I kind of want to place a bet on the Titans and I yeah. didn't. And I wish I would have, I feel like I'm, I feel like I hate even talking about this though, because I feel like I'm the queen of that. Like yeah, I'm always sitting here on this podcast talking about the bets I could have, should have, would have placed <laughs> or the bets that I could have, should have, would have posted. And I'm just like, I cannot make this up. If you would like my bet slips, I can send them to you. Like <laughs> I literally post every single bet. And this weekend I somehow managed to only post half of them and I won all but one of them. Like it makes yeah. me so angry. I know. Which, yeah, that game was interesting because it was kind of like the first time Matt Stafford had kind of come off of his little high horse or maybe yeah. not high horse, but his little, um, what, why do I keep saying podium? It's not a podium. What's that when you put somebody on a pedestal? Pedestal. Uh, I just had <laughs> to say is. it all the way out loud. There it is. <laughs> Talk through it. Oh, I got to sift through my brain these days. But yeah, like even my favorite freaking like sports meme account, NFL memes. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> posted Jared Goff. Oh, I mean, Matt Stafford just threw two, like two of the worst back-to-back -back interceptions. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, is there a curse? Just kidding. Yeah. But it is interesting. Cause I'm like, it's not all sunshine and roses. Now yeah. Cooper cup still got me 20 points. Thank God. But <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. He's so knock on wood. But yeah, interesting. The the freaking Titans aren't out of it. Uh no, Ryan Tannehill, not in the least. Yeah, not out of it. Weird weekend, but that win doesn't shock me as much as yeah. And I've never really bought I I mean, I don't know why. And this is the way that I look at the Rams is how I should have been looking at the Bills all season. Yeah. I fair. never really bought into the Rams. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good, but I just never was like fully sold on them. Like, even when we kind of did our top five. They yeah. didn't even make my top five. I don't think like, I don't know what it is about them, but I kind of always was like, I, eh, I just don't yeah. see it. And I, that they, to me are very similar to the bills. They've won a lot of games. They have not played that much talent. And the, the ones that they, the tests that they have faced, they are failing. So yeah. I just, I don't know. It's interesting perspective and I need to do better about like looking at teams as a whole. Right. And this is why, like, I feel like on, you know, these Thursday night games and Monday night games, there's only like one game on TV. I yeah. do so much better gambling because totally. I only have to focus on one fucking team. Yeah. It's so hard to focus on like all 32 Ten? of them or, you know, call yes. being many too, but yes, um, that, you know, obviously those are kind of the big headlines. And then of course we got to talk about the Cowboys. Oh, did we play this weekend? Unfortunately, we did. Because oh, my Cowboys didn't play this weekend. <laughs> hey, they showed up in the last five minutes of the game, Rainy. Don't isn't you know that, that garbage time bullshit isn't that, is apparently back? At least it was this week. Literally, I was like, this is deja vu. We're watching last year's team. And the Seriously. last four or five minutes of the game, I'm like, yo, 
We, why do they? Why? If we would have stopped them from scoring a shit ton of points, this would matter right now. Or right. if we would have done that in the first quarter and second quarter and third quarter, we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. Like, and at that point, what? I'm sorry, I was pissed. There is there there are a lot of times when you can make up garbage time and maybe turn it into a win. Thirty to zero, or not one happen. of them. Get not. Dak the fuck off the field. Why is he even in? Why? That like, is literally the one thing I was like. The whole time, the whole time I'm like, a Cooper rush should be coming in because it's just not happening for Dak. Like we should have put Cooper rush in midway through the third quarter just to see, because I'm sorry, Dak. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will have your babies. It wasn't happening for you. Well, and I don't happening. blame him because he was hitting our fucking receivers and they weren't catching the ball. Some of our top ranked fucking receivers. I'm like, guys, you don't miss that pass. Right. You don't miss that. No, pass I agree with that you. I, on your jersey. Yeah, it wasn't all Dak, and I don't want to blame him. I'm absolutely not blaming him solely, but some he there were. He definitely also. Granted, you know, our receivers, yes, we're dropping fucking passes that they should not be dropping, and they never drop. But additionally. His, he was just, the, the whole thing was just off. Nobody was in yeah. sync. Everybody was rattled. I don't know why, but for me and all those reasons, you get Dak the fuck off the field because that's Great. how injuries happen. Great. Cooper Rush, I mean, we saw what he did last week. We know he can come in and like make something happen. So why are we even trying? Like, right. Once- like we came back in after halftime and literally zero things changed. So right. why not? Like you and said, after those- the third quarter, try either try and get a spark with Cooper rush or just say, fuck it. We're not going to go anywhere. Let's get Dak the fuck out. They took yes. several people out. Why didn't we take our that, that franchise is- motherfucking quarterback out? And that's my point. I'm not saying bring Cooper rush in to win the game, but bring him up, bring him in, in enough time to where if he makes something happen, great. He has time to get the win, yeah. but but there's no point for Dak to be on the field at this, at this rate, especially coming off of last week where he could not play because of some sort of injury. And yeah. obviously we know that like Dak is, has a lot of pressure on himself yes. and for any, I mean, for every reason other than that, I don't need him psyching himself the fuck out either. Well, and um, I'm wondering too, how much he had to do with that decision to stay well, in the game. But it right? shouldn't be his decision. I'm I sorry. Agree. It should well, not. I don't. I, well, we have no idea whose it was, right? I respect his saying. opinion, but it's not his decision. I agree. And maybe that's the reason they don't take him out, but that's not enough of a reason for me. We can't risk him getting injured. We just can't. I agree. I agree. Can't. And that pissed me off. I literally at like, so here, I'm going to hit you with this. 90s movie reference as we're going in because I like I kind of dug the helmets. I was like, cool, we haven't done this since 1964. Oh, yeah. Something, whatever. I was like, I like them. It's for a good cause. Like, it's kind of cool. Get a little pizzazz. By halftime, I was like, we need to pull a fucking Mighty Ducks here. Like, remember when they were Team USA and they were like doing shitty? And then, like, at halftime, like Gordon Bombay or whoever brings in like the, or what was his name? Gordon Um, Bombay. Well, I didn't know if it was him or if it was like his like dad, father figure. No, he died by that point, I think. Oh, he did. I thought he died after that. I don't know. I, well, anyway, you, Team USA was Mighty Ducks two. Right? Oh, I was thinking that was Mighty Ducks three. No, Mighty Ducks three is when they go to live at that. Oh wait, college. Was it? Fuck. Well, I just got to rewatch them because I don't remember. But yeah, no, way, this is really disappointing me now that I don't No, Now I'm, really I'm like, that yeah. I'm even like questioning my Mighty Ducks knowledge. Like this is embarrassing. Well, it's bad. But either way, they're 
factual in the middle of their game, they change jerseys back into their duck uniforms. Yes. And then they proceed to kick ass. That was the point at halftime. I was like, can we get rid of those fucking helmets? Like, yeah, yeah obviously these the helmets are fucking we cursed. Yeah. What was the score last time we played with these on? Like, can we like do a swap out real quick? Yeah. But no, I, obviously that's not what it was. We weren't clicking. And like everybody else, I'm not going to sit here and say like a loss is good, but I'm damn happy that it was against the fucking Broncos and not against the Washington football team or yeah. freaking giants or the stupid Eagles or God forbid. Right. Me. No, I, I'm but, with you. We're lucky it wasn't in division, but it does not bode well that it was the Broncos because the Broncos fucking suck. And they just got rid of their best player, Von Miller. So whoever dreamed that they were even going to be a problem and not only were they a problem, they murdered us. If you think about it though, that absolutely has every single piece of the puzzle to put together for them to fucking beat us because they're like, well, fuck, we we're going to play in Dallas against one of the best teams in the league that just literally won a game against a decent team with their backup quarterback. Like there's nothing they can't do. So there's all this hype about the fucking Cowboys. Dak's back. We're playing at home, blah, blah, blah. And then here we have, which obviously hindsight's 2020, but I'm just saying like, yeah, cool. They just got rid of Von Miller. They're not really that good. They have like some people coming back off of injuries and the COVID list, but they're like kind of a shit show. Yeah. So yeah, if you naturally assume you're going to win, you know what that does? It makes an ass out of you and me. And that's what we did to ourselves on Sunday. Yeah, you're right. And credit to the Broncos, because with all that, that you just said, they came in and they were like, yeah, we're not going to let it phase us. And they did not. I mean, I think we certainly helped in their win and that we could not make anything fucking happen. I mean, I got to get out of our own way. Yeah. Like we, it was awful. It was bad. It was ugly. I hate that that happened. I hate that that happened at home, which we're historically not the best home teams, yeah, like true. whatever, but I yeah, at least we missed out on that stat. The announcers were like, yeah, Cowboys have never been uh, shut out in AT&T stadium until tonight. And I was like, fuck you. We still have like 12 minutes left at that point or something. Yeah. And then literally we scored, maybe it was yeah. five minutes left. And then we back. Yeah, we definitely didn't like, do anything until there was five minutes left. The <laughs> yeah. Like we got all of that done with five minutes left. And yeah. I just, I hate whenever we fucking do that. That used to be every game for us. And then sometimes we could pull out the win, but you can't go down 30 and no. expect to win in the last five minutes. Five minutes like that's just game. not going to happen. Yeah. How we come back for this is going to be very telling about the rest of our season. Yeah. Nope. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm very anxious to see how we bounce back from that. We play this weekend at noon and we play the Falcons. The Falcons I'm sorry. They are not doing terrible they are i mean they're a 500 team i took the money line this weekend they were one of my wins that i actually posted and i felt very confident in that bet because they are kind of a sneaky good underdog now i'm not saying they're great they certainly struggled at the beginning of the season but they aren't as bad as people are writing them off to be although i'm hopeful we can win i'm i am very scared based on what just happened yeah wasn't good and we got to figure it out. Yep. Agree. Get back on track. Cause we're we'll, also playing at home. This we have week to move well. past what happened this last week. Yes. We have to bury it. Yeah. Move on. Like Dak's injury. Yes, exactly. We have to, we have to bury it and then move on. Yeah. Let's, um, anything else from the cowboy game? I feel like uh, not, anything, we just, but there's, I could talk about it forever. 
Me too. We just need some words from um, Trayvon Diggs kid. Oh, Aiden. yeah. Aiden Diggs, we need to hear from you. We need some pump up. We need some inspiration, motivation. Yeah. He's our like oh. team mascot right now, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> God. So um, no. What other games? Do we want to talk about what other big headlines do you have? I don't know. I think really just if we don't talk about the Bears uh, oh, game last night, then we Fuck. would be doing the entire league a disservice. Yeah, that situation just pisses me off. Like, I mean, you know, I always say I feel like we have a kindred like spirit relationship with Bears fans. So like I kind of like root for them in the sense that like they never have like any interaction with Cowboys. So like whatever. Mm -hmm. But they obviously just aren't very good and are struggling and like have a lot going on. But then for them to get this game stolen from them like that, it's just, they just are cursed. Like I just can't, they, they I feel so bad for bears fans. Like I, I do just too. don't understand how that shit continuously happens to them. I know. Like, so they did the commentators said it last night and I agree with them to the sense that, cause even they were like, that was complete bullshit. Like Absolute, a lot of these, calls, absolutely. A, a lot of the calls that they replayed were like, how are they calling that? Why would they call that? But that specific play with Marsh or whatever his name is, um, yeah. which I should, but I'm kind of like low key, newly obsessed with that guy. And I really hope he continues to do well, but I'm like, at least they're consistent is what they said. Like at least consistently this year, they've been calling the shittiest. Cause what did they call that? taunting taunting in what world in what world and not only that that it was like not only was the call fucked for taunting but then you had that awkward run-in where it was like the ref literally hip checked the player yeah because he's trying to walk around exactly like you can see it with your own two eyes assuming you're not blind you can watch the fucking shit happen the ref purposefully walks into the player and then throws the flag and calls yeah. it haunting. And then later post game says the flag had nothing to do with their running. And I'm like, you're fucked. If you think that anyone he was, believes you. Yeah. He was minimum three and a half steps away from yes. you when you threw the flag. Yes. It was complete bullshit. That was a ref show. If I ever saw one yeah, and it was bullshit. It was completely bullshit. bullshit. If I were a Bears fan, I would be rioting the streets somewhere around NFL headquarters right now. I swear to God. I mean, I guess maybe not because it's not like they have a whole lot going for them, but it just sucks where it's like these refs who are like, obviously like big egotistical guys, like some of them, they want it to be about them. And that's what's starting to piss me off about some of these calls that are like very, I mean, just like seems selfish almost like, yeah. And they're just like judgment calls. And then not not only judgment calls, they're based on emotions. All that guy was doing was fucking standing differently. And they called it taunting. What is he supposed to do? He's he's an athlete. He's like, what? Well, and so many times, so many times I'm like, how, how do you expect an athlete, especially of this caliber to not even take that out an athlete, somebody that's competitive by fucking nature right. to turn off their emotions immediately after they do something badass. Right. Fuck yourself. Like, I don't understand I get the bullshit, like pushing down on a player when you make a tackle, yes. fuck you. Don't be a dick. But like anything else, what are you trying to do? You're killing football. You are yeah. killing football when shitty call at a time. 
And then it's like, they're allowed to celebrate touchdowns. They're allowed to celebrate some stuff. So why can't like defensively you celebrate when you get a sack or like, why yeah. can't, like, I don't understand. Like I don't either. And, it's the, unclear. and the thing is he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't, wasn't haunting at all. He was not, not at like, all. Like the fact just, that that is even a thing. And like, at what point are we going to figure out a way that like, when this bullshit happens, that NFL referee needs to be punished somehow. You're fine. I don't, I don't yeah. know. If it, yeah. I don't know if it's a fine. I don't know if you're penalized. I don't know if you get yeah. fired. I don't know what it is, but that Something. is bullshit. Yeah. There has to be repercussions for that. Bullshit. Like if they, if these players have to continuously be reviewed and find and find after the fact and all that bullshit, so should y'all. Yes. Which also, so what's your take on, cause I know this is like a big thing. Um, Justin Fields got fucking murdered. Yeah. Like several times, zero calls. I'm like, how yeah. is there not? And then there on the other side of the ball, two plays could have been called or two yeah. penalties could have been called and they didn't call either one of them. But then old Ben, yeah gets it t- nothing literally nothing happened and they call a fucking like yeah. 15 yard penalty bullshit call i was like this is real yeah like, no i it was as if i was watching a cowboy game because yeah totally the bears got not like that taunting call was like garb yeah very bad and very much above like any bad call or one of the bad calls i've seen in a while although the cowboys had some bad ones here recently but it was not just that one call. That whole game was refed terribly. Oh, awful. And Justin Fields has every right to feel like he didn't get calls that he should have gotten. And the Bears and their fans should feel like they got fucked because they did. Yeah. They yeah, absolutely, absolutely did. did. Yeah, no lube on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fucked up. I would have been, yeah. I mean, I was pissed for them watching. Like, I was getting angry, and I could give a shit about what the Bears do this season. Yeah. Also, even the Steelers. Like, Well, yeah, I don't give a fuck about either of them, but, like, I just was getting angry for the Bears. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I don't know. That that shit's got to stop, though. It is getting out of fucking control, and these refs have too much power, and they like to... Yeah. Because to what end? Like, cool. So that this is a week nine non-divisional matchup. So not that big of a deal technically, but like when you get into the fucking playoffs or when you get into deciding who's going to the playoffs or worse yet, the fucking Super Bowl, like something's got to give. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Nope. I agree. Yikes. I agree. It's not cool. Fuck Mm. that shit. It's trying to going to go see if there's any others that we need to talk about. I feel like we covered. I know. I can't really think of the big ones. Well, of course, when we play at noon, we miss most of the games because there's so many at that. I know. Well, it's like I don't have like red zone. So I really only watch the ones that are available to me. And then if the Cowboys are on, I only watch that. So like you said, I missed a lot, but I'll still try to go back and watch the highlights. Like the Cardinals got a big win over the 49ers, although this was the other team. They were the underdog going into this game, which shocked the fuck out of me because I know they were without, yeah, they were without oh, Kyler Murray and they were without somebody else. DeAndre um, Hopkins. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. And they were the underdog, but I still, the 49ers are just like a disaster. Yeah. And I was very confident that the Cardinals could still make it happen. So I took Cardinals money line and plus <laughs> whatever it was. And they, one obviously obviously that was a big win for them i think they are just they are a team that is so good right now and i don't think they're fraudulent in any way yeah i don't I just don't like if they can win like that without kyler 
that's very impressive. Now you could say it's a very similar story with Dak and we'll have to kind of see what happens with Kyler Murray, you know, returning, but they are very impressive this season. Yeah, I agree. Anything else? I don't think so. Have anything else worth noting? Obviously follow us at women can't parlay at, at women can't parlay on Twitter. We do have an Instagram. I am terrible about posting on there because it just doesn't translate as well. Twitter is so much easier, <laughs> yeah. but I need to do better about posting on our Instagram. And I've just been bad about posting in general because I have just been so is busy he? in my personal life. And I know nobody wants to hear that. And we say it every <laughs> week, but it's true. It is so true, which also not only should you go support uh, at Women Can't Parlay on all platforms, but Also go follow NFL memes on Instagram. They're fucking hilarious. They're genius. I don't know how they come up with it and tell them that we sent you not because we have some weird code, but because I'm convinced I'm going to get them on our podcast. So tell them that they, that we sent you at women can't parlay. And then, uh, so we can maybe like, you know, have a crossover thing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. I don't really, they have like, uh, millions of followers. And I also don't think that they have any desire to like, post who they personally are they're just a meme account but we have all intentions of getting them on our i know but i'm just so curious because they are so they are so spot on with their humor and so quick i'm like are there 50 of them and they're all this funny or is there one person running this like i have to know i'm sure it's multiple people i know but i'm too good for it to be just one person i also now that you mentioned that i wanted to shout this place out um, so Rainy and I, in a matter of weeks are going to new Orleans for the Cowboy Saints game. And we found this like condo place that we're going to stay at. And we haven't even stayed there yet. And I really yeah. want to shout this lady out. Her name's Barbara. She works Barbara. for vacay Nola. So I think you can just go to vacaynola.com. They're not a paid sponsor <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but I just have to say like, we have just booked with them for that weekend and she has been so helpful. Like help me get like a discount on the one night I'm going to be there like alone. And she sent us all this information about the game was like, make sure you have a bag of this size. They won't let you in even with a clear purse. You can't party here anymore. Here's where you need to go. Like, she's just like, without me even asking, is sending so much information. Awesome. And like, I am just like so happy we booked with them. And I just want to shout them out. If you're ever going to New Orleans, they have like one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, like condo townhouses that are like right off Canal Street where it's like, it's closer to the business district, but it's like easy walk to bourbon. I like the business district. I do too. I I feel like it's just, for me, it's my favorite place to stay in new Orleans because you're far enough away from the noise and the the party that you can walk to bourbon very easily accessible and walk back and then still get a good night's sleep because you're not like in the mix. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited. So like, it's funny, I'm shouting them out on this podcast. We haven't even stayed Stayed. with them yet. (laughs) And that's how like great they have been so far. So I just wanted to give that shout out. Yeah, we'll um, report if back. If you're going to New Orleans anytime soon, I would look into it. They have quite a few options and I am very excited for our upcoming trip. Me so too. I wanted to thank her on the pod, even though um, she probably doesn't even know we have one. I'll let her know. She we're, will we're, by the time we leave NOLA. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're BFF now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So anyway. 
that's all we have for today, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Lithuania, shout the fuck out. You're our peeps. You. Thank you for getting us charted for the first time ever. Really cool accomplishment for us. Help us get to 10,000 listens. Please continue to listen, share our podcast with your friends who you think might be interested. And like we've said before, if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, this would be a great time to play catch up. <laughs> you got any flights over the holidays? Yes. You have any long drives that you're making? Turn Women Camp Parlay on and laugh at how hysterical and how bad our podcast <laughs> used to be and how bad the sound was. It's really hilarious. It's good shit. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Women can't. 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 Women can't.